Welcome to the Dental Business Podcast with your host and owner of multiple businesses, a mentor, investor, and dental surgeon, Brad Thornton. Hi right, and welcome to the Dental Business Podcast. So today I'm going to just be talking about uh, systems. Uh, by systems, I mean ways of, of you know, systemizing the, the dental practice in order to, you know, increase efficiency and and try and you know reduce that human error. Now we don't want to automate everything and turn people into robots, but systems put in place effectively and trained and trained again well can create a, a lot more sort of fluid workflow through the day of the of the practice, and you know that has a good positive impact on members of staff. Uh, people know what they're doing. It, it aids the recruitment process, the onboarding, uh, the training, uh, making sure that everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. Um, now, I, I used to have the opposite opinion. It used to really get on my nerves when, you know, you had sort of something that'd crop up and you'd, you know, you'd mention it to the, the, the member of staff about, uh, say, personal reception, the way that they spoke to a patient or they've not booked someone in the way that they should have done or they're not managing the diary effectively enough. Um, you know, you read an email that one of the coordinators has sent to a prospective or current patient and you think, you know, what the hell is that? That's... That's not what we spoke about, you know. It's, it's, you know, why can't people remember what we discussed, and you know, what, what, why, we, why do we have practice meetings? Why are we having these morning huddles and chats and and whatever? Um, and this went on for years, you know. I, I almost just found myself sort of resisting um, the advice that was was there, saying, you know, we we need to just create a manual, uh, sort of a workbook for people to to work from and. I always thought, well, you know, dental practice is quite dynamic. How the hell can somebody sat in reception be, you know, reading a manual when something crops up or, you know, when, you know, a member of staff needs to be doing things and they need to be quite agile in the day. They need to be thinking on the feet, using their initiative. You know, I always thought, you know what, we just have, we don't have the right team members. You know, it's not, you know, that's that's the answer. We need to be recruitment uh, recruiting. We need to be finding other people to do these jobs because, you know, current members of staff just don't seem to be, you know, don't seem to be pulling the weight. They don't seem to be thinking the way I do. They don't seem to have that same kind of, um, you know, problem solving, you know, creative lateral thinking. Uh, and it used to, you know, serious amounts of frustration and, you know, had a real negative impact on the way I felt at work and it, you know, made me feel stressful. I took work home a lot, you know, chatting to my wife about about these problems, you know, find myself, you know, real negative mindset because of things at work that were, that I was finding frustrating. You know, being a, being a, a practicing, you know, wet finger dentist, being clinical and, you know, when people talk about work, it's always interesting, actually, I always say this, that, you know, whenever I talk to somebody and, the, the, you know, if, if the topic of you know, how many hours a, a week I work, I'd, I'd always only really think about the clinical hours. You know, I was working a full clinical week. You know, you don't really factor in the non-clinical admin time, or at least I never did. When you start adding up all of this time, you start to realize that, you know, you're putting a lot of energy into these practices. You know, you want them to be going how you want them to be going. But, you know, is your non-clinical time as effective as it could be? Are you are you putting the right processes in place that if you want to focus on your clinical work, you can do without having to be micromanage, uh, micromanaging everything outside of that? You know, we have a manager, but, you know, for a long time, it felt like, you know, she was an assistant manager. We've got another one now who, you know, is far more in line with with what we're looking for which is brilliant which is good 
Um, but as an owner, you know, as a, as a dentist, you know, you need to take the ultimate responsibility really of implementing things that um, if you see something wrong, you need to make sure that you're doing the right things to correct that so that you're not just doing it, you know, for today and repeating you know, you're providing a resource that enables things to be done the way you want and the correct way, you know, forever. Because that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? You want to be as hands-off as possible in the areas that you don't want to be hands-on in. Now, for some of you, that's going to be, you know, you might not actually want to be a, a clinical practicing dentist. I know, you know, dentists who, you know, the idea of coming to work and see your patients is just, you know, it's uh, that, that whole Sunday night, Monday morning feeling where they just dread going to work. I, I've never actually felt that. Um, regardless of what's been coming uh, coming at us during the week, it's always felt like a challenge. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'm quite lucky that way. You know, there are dentists who just want to do the business side or are very entrepreneurial. Um, a very well-known dentist retired, how old was he? 25, 26? You know, a couple of years at university, he retired from clinical dentistry and has gone on to be one of the most, in my eyes, one of the, I'd say they're one of the most successful dental entrepreneurs that we have in the UK because he's opened multiple businesses. Um, and we will actually be interviewing him on one of the podcast episodes just to go over how, uh, you know, his journey, what's, you know, trials and, you know, speed bumps that he's encountered along the way, you know, what drives him to do what he's done and, and how he feels things are moving forward. And, you know, he has been a multiple practice owner. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that episode. So systems, now, as I said, I used to resist the urge to do this, um, but, you know, doing it and implementing it is a bit of a, well, let's, let's say it's not, a, it's not a quick process. You need to put thought into this. It's often good to have an advisor or a mentor or somebody who has done this for you to bounce ideas off, you know, maybe share resource, get a few heads together to try and put, put something together. And really what the, what the end goal is, is to create a operations manual, a, you know, we, we have a staff handbook, but that's all to do with the rules and policies and procedures of the, of, the, of the practice, really. It's nothing to do with actual, the operation, the running of the practice. So what you want to create is a document so that if you had a, you know, random newcomer to the practice who came in on a morning, um, you know, subject to them being able to go through this document, but they could come in with minimal experience, minimal knowledge, uh, minimal intelligence, which is also important, um, to be able to go through this document, go through the manual uh, for whichever job role they have been assigned to that day and be able to carry out that job role reasonably effectively. Um, you know, in a way, what you want to be doing is you want to be creating as early as possible a blueprint of how you want the practice to run. So you want it to have, you know, a section in there for the reception, ranging from, you know, how you speak to patients, how you answer the phone, how you book in free consultations, taking the deposits, the terms that you use when you're doing that. How how do you ask for money? You know, we've got to be, tr you know, you want to be having a, a theme running through the, the dental practice. You know, it's important that as a, as a dentist, as a practitioner, as a, as a dental business, you know, there is this element of care that we give to everybody that we interact with. We want to be showing care when we ask for money. We want to be making patients know we care when we're booking them in, when we're solving their problems, when we're uh, making time available so we can see them for an emergency, when they want to vent and complain, we always care. So we need to be making sure that our dialogue, our vocabulary, the way that we write emails, the way that we respond to things is all 
planned, it's all trained, prepared, practiced, rehearsed so that everything sounds natural, but it's predictable. So that no matter who people speak to or interact with, we're all, you know, heading in the same direction, representing the practice the way that you want them to. You know, you want to be splitting this up into, you know, the hard systems, the soft systems, you know, hard being, you know, the way the practice looks, the way that it looks from the outside. You know, walking through the practice and, and viewing it from a patient's point of view is such a good exercise to do. But you want to have the systems there so that the practice looks a very specific way the surgeries do. Um, and then the soft systems are, is the, you know, things like the way that we, um, you know, discuss things with patients, how the coordinator, uh, you know, speaks to patients, how they, you know, convert or, you know, some people hate the word, but how they sell the treatment, how they sell the dentists. And it's also good to have, you know, things in there for the clinicians, you know, ways that, and as a practice owner, you know, it's your business, it's your livelihood. If if your associates and, you know, the dentists that are working underneath you are not converting or not selling treatment or not, you know, getting patients to uptake on their treatment plans, if there's a, a gap to fill at the end of the month, it's you as an owner that fills that. So it's important that everybody's, you know, working the same way. And, you know, these things need to be created with sort of the expectation that the person who is doing that job role has got minimal intelligence. Now, we're not patronising anyone. And, you know, hopefully you're not going to be in a situation where you've got somebody like that working for you because it is a difficult job no matter where you are in the dental practice it is challenging but you want to create something that is very easy to follow very systemized systematic and you want to make sure that each member of staff has a copy in it at every meeting once a month you know you re-reviewing things going through it making sure that the receptionists are reminded regularly how they are supposed to be dealing with patients that the coordinator is reminded regularly, ideally every month, um, what they need to be saying regarding certain treatment plans that you do in role plays that, you know, people are referencing this book. You know, you want flow charts of how to deal with emergency patients who are ringing up to make sure that they're allocated to the correct clinician. Um, is it a same-day appointment? Can it, can it wait? How do, you, how do you manage that with the patient? Um, and, and just things like that, you know, it's, it's, you know, in a way, I suppose any dentist's operation manual could be used in any other dental practice, but it has to be personal to you. You know, what is your practice ethos? How do you come across? Are you, you know, extremely professional? You know, are you very formal? Is it, you know, no first name basis? Are you, you know, are you wanting your practice to look a certain way to the public are you attracting a certain type of, of patient to your practice or are you very informal are you friendly are you first name basis are you first name terms you know how do you want your practice to look feel sound um what's the personality and all that needs to run through so really you want to be kind of thinking you know you know what is the end goal of of, of this and, and and that's to you know, create a lasting impression with patients. You want to be attracting the right patients and really creating something that, because we all, in the end, there is always an exit. And if you've developed these tried and, uh, tried and trusted systems, this operation manual that all staff work by, and you've created, you know, a very well-packaged 
a saleable product for a potential uh, purchaser or, or someone to buy your business when it eventually comes up to the point where you want to, you know, retire. Um, so it's going to be doing a multiple of things. It's going to be, one, you're going to be making sure that the staff are doing things right. It also, just, just on another note, you know, if you've created an operations manual that gives very clear instructions to each member of staff about you know, how they do their role, how they do their job, the way that they do it, um, it's quite easy to hold people accountable to not sticking to those. You know, if you've got sort of flaky systems in place and you've got, you know, a bit of advice on a Monday, it changes on Wednesday, and then, you know, you've forgotten what it is on Friday. You know, it's hard for, for people to stay consistent including you as an owner, as a business owner. Um, and it's also because of that hard to then keep them accountable, those members of staff, because we always want to you know, help people develop and we don't want to be throwing people out of the door as soon as they make one mistake, but we need to be able to identify if people are pulling their weight and doing their job correctly. And if they're not, we need to be able to manage things effectively. And something like this is a good way to uh, evidence the fact that they've been trained you know you've got to evidence that they've got a reference a document to reference to be very clear on exactly how things are done and if people aren't doing that the way that they should um then you know to get rid of them we need to replace them so it's a very good document for that as well um if you think about this a slightly different way to going away from dentistry if you think about you know franchise models you think about mcdonald's or starbucks or you think about all these you know, big multinational corporations where they've got thousands of locations across the world. You know, how the hell can you go into a Starbucks in Arizona in Phoenix or go to a McDonald's in, you know, Sao Paulo? And, you know, the food's the same. You know, you get the the same generic general experience. You know, things are done a certain way. The fries are in the, you know, the fryer a certain amount of time. You know, customers are greeted the same way. People look the same. It's because they've created this operations manual for all McDonald's franchisees to follow because it works and it's successful. And if you follow the model, it'll work. You'll be successful. So the purpose of this, like I said, is one, um, well, this isn't the main point, but, you know, it helps you hold staff members accountable. You know, you're creating a way for you to bring your personality, your vision through to the to the members of staff. You're not, nobody's guessing. It's very obvious. It's in a manual. Um, the main thing really is that you know you're you're doing something that will will improve the efficiency of the practice. You know, staff will they will really will enjoy. You think well, it's going to stifle them. They're not going to be able to you know be themselves. But the the point is that you train people to do things so well and repeatedly, and, and the repetition is the key as well. Is that yeah, they'll you know obviously they've got to stick to the guidelines and the protocols, but they can do it in their own way. Um, you know, they will say the right words, but say it from themselves. So it sounds personal to them. Um, but yeah, so by increasing the efficiency, patients have a better experience. The, the clients, customers who come through the door will will enjoy things. They will understand. They'll get the, you know, they'll get a familiar experience each time they come, which is good for loyalty for, from, from patients. The staff will enjoy it because they're not trying to guess management or figure out what to do. They know how to do the job. They will be rewarded and praised for good work because it's easy to monitor. They will, you know, will be able as management, as owners, be able to train where we need and uh, discipline where required. And then as a, as a clinician, as an owner, um, you know, this applies to associate dentists. You know, if you're listening to this and you're, you feel you don't have 
you know that much control over the place that you're working then something this information is invaluable to those that you might feel have that sort of um ability to to make changes so it's worth mentioning it to them seeing what things are in place um, but it makes life for the clinicians easier you know the owner you you know you'll feel less stressed you feel um you know you feel work is smoother you know you've got a, a busier book because it's been managed better patients are more informed when they come through the door you know that as you're handing over to the coordinators you feel you can trust that they'll you know they will then do their job um you know other your other associates your other colleagues if there's internal referral systems peer review you know um all this stuff it, it works far better you know you know work is more enjoyable practice is more enjoyable um, so very positive things all around. And as I said, you know, I've not done this for, for a very long time, but, you know, when things are implemented well, things work fantastic. Um, you know, you've got the right stock at the right time. Things don't run out. You want to make sure that everything's working synergistically. Um, but, yeah, I resisted this because I always felt, well, you know, if, the, if we've got the right number of staff, they'll know what to do. We'll give them the instruction and it'll evolve over a period of time and this will happen. And then if they're not right, we'll eventually get rid. But it doesn't work like that. Life is stressful. You try and micromanage people. You notice errors, and it gets really frustrating. So, yeah, systems, 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 um, and you know, just to create something, and it takes time. Um, it takes a lot more than just you. You need to get your whole team on board where where possible. You need to be engaging with, you know, networking with other people. You know, get some ideas together. Find mentors. Discuss this with more experienced or somebody that's gone through this um other business owners you know the dental practice owners you find i think in dentistry i think there's always a sometimes a feel of of competition which you know some people will obviously feel that way some people won't but i think when it comes to the management of practice this back end stuff fair enough marketing might be a bit different because you know you know, marketing is sometimes a bit dog dog eat dogs. So especially local, more local practices to you. But this back end management side of dental practice is often, you know, very generous. And if you reach out and you ask, you'll find people will often be quite, um, quite helpful. Um, so yeah, make sure you do that. Make sure you ask. Make sure you network. Um, you know, find mentors. Find people that you seek advice from. People's opinion that you value. Uh, people that you respect. And uh, yeah, let me know how that goes. Um, so yeah, systems, get them implemented, you know, work your way through it. The process of creating this operations manual is is fantastic as well, because especially if more than one or maybe, you know, other team members are aware that it's happening, they can all input into it. So it's a very valuable exercise for all members, especially if suggestions are taken on board and changes are made off the back of staff interaction. Um, so brilliant, yeah. Um, so as I said, systems, invaluable, as quick as you can, go through the process and, and develop a, an operations manual. Think of yourselves as the McDonald's of the, you know, the dental world, the franchise model. If you were to create another dental practice in, in London who, and you wanted it to be exactly the same as yours, what would you give them to ensure that the first day of opening, everybody does what they should do the way you want without you being there? That's key. So. Uh, the Dental Business Podcast and I've been Brad Thornton like I said let me know give me some feedback um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and I will see you soon bye